We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Andy Lou, we are on the Spotify green room app, which sometimes we do post game to get in caller interaction because we are the show people. Um, we're recording this after the Warriors lost to the Knicks. Also, trade deadline day. We will discuss both topics tonight. Mm. Honestly, my big take from this Knicks game, and Clay couldn't have got a better look to end it, but dude. These guys need the all-star break. That's that's where I'm starting. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I'm not sure how much I agree. They seem like they had enough gas there at the end. I, I, I felt like you know, people some people wanted a big man, and myself, yours truly wanted a big man. I think this game was kind of kind of like, hey, they kind of need a big man. Not not to win in the postseason, Sam. But to win these games, now you can argue that these games don't matter because this team is 41 and whatever it is. But I would say, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to win this game and you probably win this game with a big man. So, I, you know, I, 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 that's how I feel about it. I feel like maybe they squeeze out two, three, four extra wins with, with the backup big and, and maybe keep Looney healthier. That, that's really what I felt like this game was about. Everything else was kind of, you know, Kaminga was cool. He was really good. That's all I was the, about. It. What you're saying is the difference between the Warriors and the Suns is Bismack Biombo. <laughs> it might be, man. It, it really, it really might be. I mean, tonight it was. God, Sam, they it looked was flat. It they, was embarrassing. Looked... But it was embarrassing, though. They even if they were energized, they. I mean, like Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, like I. I don't know. They would have to play like playoff intensity to be able to like they did in the last six minutes, right? Playoff intensity. They they won those minutes, but and, and we should throw in we didn't record after the last game, but this is a back to back and mm. last night it was Hassan Whiteside, which is like right. equally like I mean yeah. <laughs> come on, it's Hassan Whiteside. You know, you know <laughs> that type of thing. So it's like the overarching take on the Warriors, two losses in a row. They look gassed. They also just look lazy. And you can easily draw a line where it's like, dude, you can only smoke in mirrors not having big, big men for so long, right? Like, that's that's one way to take it. Like, Looney, he was questionable two nights ago. They didn't play him this game very much. They tried to go small and run right, right. the Knicks out of the gym. But it's just like, in general – this team needs another big man. And maybe, maybe it just comes with Draymond and Wiseman coming back, but like it's starting to reach a little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel about it. It's, you know, when it comes to winning time, you can see what this team's going to do. Like it, it it would have been Draymond at the five instead of Kaminga, right? It probably would have been Otto or Andre at the four instead of pool. But like, like you can see this team at the five, like they're unstoppable. They're going to win those minutes. They did tonight with Kaminga at the five. And you can see once they win nuclear mode, like they, they can't be stopped on offense. If they get stops, it's over, right? So I'm like not that worried. It's just it's rough to see though, like the the 30, what is it, the 42 other minutes of the game, <laughs> where I have to watch Mitchell freaking Robinson look like Wilt Chamberlain. It's kind of that's a little and just to, and just to tie it in, I mean they were out rebounded by 15, 16. Sorry, incorrect. That was last that was last night. I rebounded oh. by 13. Not oh. not any better, but like just to be accurate. 
Um, And and that's kind of the overarching theme. It's been a couple games like this. It ties into the thing where it's like they didn't make a move at the deadline. Everyone who's listening to this is aware of the fact they didn't make a move at the deadline. And we'll see, we'll see how it plays out. Maybe they get Draymond back. Maybe they get Wiseman back. Maybe Looney gets some rest and it doesn't matter, but it does feel like playing with fire sometimes. I, w- I want to ask you a question before we move to the deadline stuff, which I think is just too fun to get to. Um, what did you think of Kuminga tonight? It, first thing I thought of at the end of the game was this guy has been the most consistent Warriors player on the team over veteran guys on the team. Like you talk about Bielitsa tonight, who was awful. You talk about Damian Lee, who's up and down. You talk about Bielitsa JP. does in not look over that back thing. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe they rush them back, you think? It's kind of weird, though. Like, they probably shouldn't do it. But anyway, like, Kaminga, even if Bielitsa was healthy, like, Kaminga looks like he should be the guy that's playing minutes at least over those three. And then looks like he's playing minutes over, like, GP2 as well. And he's closing. Sam, it feels like this, this is what they thought James Wiseman was going to be last season. Like, I feel like they thought, the, he has the talent. He has the size. You give him enough minutes, he's going to be able to play, him, play him, himself into, you know, kind of playoff rotational minutes, which I think Kaminga's going to be playing himself into. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, the big thing for me with Kaminga is, all right, he has every tool. He has every tool. He obviously has a long way to go developmentally, but he has it mentally. That's like the thing that jumps to me as the biggest thing, like I watch him and I'm like, this dude is never afraid in any moment. Like he thinks, he thinks he should be a superstar already. You know, like he, you can tell he gets annoyed when he gets benched because he thinks he should be playing. And it's, I, first off, I think the way the Warriors are handling him is the absolute best way to develop him. But man, he is a very exciting prospect across the board tonight. They played him small ball five. He had some, he had issues on the glass, no other way around that. But he also made some huge plays down the stretch, attacking the rim, getting free throws. I know it was a goaltend. <laughs> it, it, it was a legitimate goaltend that, it that, was, that block sure. you in. But like he made some freak athletic plays on defense where I'm like, like he's, he's not that far away from being like a legitimate impact player on both sides of the floor in a meaningful way, not just a like, freak athlete, raw prospect way. Yeah, uh, it, it's weird how mature he – not weird. I shouldn't say weird. It is impressive how mature he is on on offense and defense. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. He he guarded Julius Randle for a lot of the game. The Warriors, they, they, they guarded Randle terribly. They just kept fouling him. Just one of those, like, dumb games. Where the, and you're right. I think that's part of it, right? These guys are exhausted. Usually when you're tired, you foul. And the Warriors just nonstop dumb shit fouls over the place. Uh, but watching Kaminga guard uh, Randall reminded me a little bit of a young Draymond trying to guard Zebo. Because you remember young Draymond, he uh, yeah. he wouldn't get pushed around except for only one guy. And and, and I used to th- I used to say it was always Zach Randolph. <laughs> and, uh, tonight, like you rarely ever see Kaminga get pushed around, but you saw Randall throw him uh, throw him into the rim a couple times. I thought, I thought that's, that so, was a that's so true because yeah. Zebo knew how to slow Draymond down. To a point where he'd foul him, and it used yeah, to drive yeah. Draymond insane, because he's like, because they're both Michigan State guys, by the way. But like, yeah, it was just like the one, the one guy who was going to bother Draymond was the one guy who was slower than him, right? Like, <laughs> this is perfect, you know. And, and by the way, you know who else used to bother Draymond the same way? Boris oh, his buddy. Oh yes, yeah. I was going to say his buddy, <laughs> but yes, Boris too. One of my favorite players ever, Boris Dia. Great player. But yeah, it's it's like it's like funny. Like uh, you get a young guy who has that sort of feel. Like the best way to beat them is with like the old man moves. It's not to like try to out athlete yeah. them. Actually, now that I think about it, both guys don't really foul Draymond or Kaminga. Like they're they they don't they just don't commit bad like bad most of the time. And I, I think especially at Kaminga's age, good good, refle- good reflexes mistakes. with like the hand eye coordination, or it's like Insane. I, he's gonna make mistakes just because he's young. But like he's not. Look, man, we watched a lot of Kent Bazemore last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same. But, it's not the same type of mistakes. A couple other things with Kaminga, by the way. Made a couple threes uh, tonight and also made two huge free throws. Down mm-hmm. four at the free throw line. Made two. He's obviously not a great th- uh, free throw shooter, but made him in crunch time. Reminded me of Iguodala a little bit. So, 
you know, got a little killer. General, general, like, like, look, neither you or I are shot doctors, um, <laughs> medical doctors, perhaps, but not shot doctors. Um, I, I feel like the one thing you can say, though, is his shot has progressed since the beginning of the season. You remember the beginning of the year? Summer league from across yeah. the face. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching that. I'm like, that's a three year project. Yeah. That's not a that's not having. Shots a lot smoother right now. Like, you know, it's still a work in progress, but like it is kind of wild how much better his his shot has gotten. And like it's evident in like the free throw attempts tonight. So like he's. I don't know. I, I keep going back to this. He is a very exciting prospect and one that the Warriors should be protecting and not looking to trade in any oh, capacity for a it. long he's not, time. He's not going I, I think, anywhere. He's not going oh, of course, anywhere. Of course he's not, but you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. just like, even though they lost tonight against the Knicks, Kuminga, like it's hard for me to walk away from this game with a negative taste about his performance. Like, yeah, he made some, some rookie mistakes on Julius Randall. No way around that, but overall, very exciting. I, I mean, closing lineup for a team that, that is this good is, I mean, even though Porter was out, like Kaminga played better than, than what Porter has been playing in the last few weeks. He should have been closing regardless. I, I also wanted to point out the this closing lineup was pretty cool. Um, I, I think you probably liked it. They had four shooters surrounding Kaminga. They, yeah. they had the Splash Brothers, Jordan Poole, and Angel Wiggins, and I think they're, they're not going to close – uh, many games like this, I, I want to say, but I don't know. Draymond at the five with those four guys, Sam. I don't know. That's a pretty. Everybody's gonna I mean, be. Steve, okay. can we say it? Steve was trying to speed the game up because yeah. the Knicks, like I, dude, Tibbs, very good coach. I hate watching his team. I hate. Oh, <laughs> There's no oh, other around it. Like it's just it's fouling, grimy, slow it down, and like. Kerr's like doing everything in his power to get this game running, right? Like there's other yep. around that, but yeah. Um, you want to hit on the trade deadline stuff before? Oh, yeah, that's right. Games? That's right. Yeah, let's go. You know how you know it's bad. All right. So obviously everyone listening to this is aware. James Harden and Ben Simmons were traded for each other. Um, in general, nothing really happening on the West. The Warriors not making moves. We can talk about that. I know at least. Half the callers will ask about that, so we'll talk about that in the caller segment. Okay. Um, I'm floored at the Brooklyn Nets situation. I think it is hilarious contextually to the Warriors situation. I think that's where we should go with this. It's like James Harden was set up a little bit publicly to look like a bad guy. Yes. And don't get me wrong, he has his flaws, but like, a lot of this is alleviated if Kyrie Irving plays basketball, maybe, you know, and it just speaks to like a team where there's no leaders and it's just a bunch of dudes who are out for their own. And it makes you in some ways appreciate what you got with the Warriors. Uh, 1000%. I think Harden and Russ are two guys that I think were kind of scapegoated out for, you know, kind of fair reasons, but also why, why is all the blame on those guys? There is a lot more blame going around to everyone else, and I think I think how Kyrie gets gets out unscathed from the situation is hilarious. You just talked about it. It's just guys that when Kevin when Kevin Durant is your vocal and and kind of glue behind like that's that's not a great thing. Not that he's a bad leader. It's just like that's what guys like Draymond is there for, right? Steph's a great leader just by setting an example. And you look at James Harden, who's never been a leader. You look at Kyrie, who's been on like four different teams now. Definitely not a leader. Everyone of them, by the way, hate him. Locker room, terrible. Yeah, hate him. Hate him. And uh, then you've got Katie, who's injured, and I, you know, I kind of feel bad for him. But it's just like you've just got three guys that aren't, and they, and now they bring in what Ben Simmons, like that. I don't know. Does that help? <laughs> yeah. Also, I want to bring up the other point. It's like okay, Uh-oh. so so Katie's the leader of the team. And KD, for a lot of – you can say what you want about him, but he's he's an earnest, honest competitor. Shows up every day, competes until he's injured, basically. You know, like he plays hard. We saw it. You can't – if you have another player who's one of your star players who's not bought in like that, like he can't override that. You know what I'm saying? Like Kyrie's too good to – for for KD to be able to control that situation. Like you need all your leaders to be bought in is I guess the point I want to say. Um, 
And, you know, you can bring it hard into this as well. But, like, you look at the Warriors. Steph is obviously the best player on the team. But Draymond and Klay Thompson are just as bought in as him. Uh, skill sets are different. They play a different game. But they're just as bought in to winning as Steph Curry. And when you look at Brooklyn, I think KD wants to win. I think the other two guys – have a different view of how things would go. <laughs> and that, and that's a problem. Like, you, right. you, you know what I'm saying? Like there, it, it's not like a top down hierarchy. It's like I, your top guys have to be bought in period. I, I assure you if Steph and Draymond weren't the way they were, Jordan Poole and Kaminga would not be the way they are. Like Jordan Poole would not that's be happy point. coming. Like Jordan Poole would be, Leaking somewhere that he's not happy coming off the bench. Same with Kaminga. Like, probably shouldn't have been benched this season, right? Probably should be playing more. Like, because they see that Steph and Draymond are sacrificing who they are, they're not going to say anything. And that's part of kind of what leadership and, and being an actual team is. You know what's the crazy is part of this, too? I think the Nets might have gotten better. I just don't yeah. know if it matters. <laughs> just because of those guys that you have. You have someone that basically bullshitted about having mental health issues, which I think is ridiculous as someone who, as someone who actually has a therapist, I see what Ben Simmons says and you're just like, dude, shut up. Like complete lies. Then you've got some guy that's not going to play half the games, right? Because of whatever reason. And then you've, and then who else, right? Like they, I think Sam, they are better on paper. I just don't know if it matters. Yeah. And it's like, you know, in the, maybe, if they bring all these players into the summer and they come, they have like a come to Jesus moment and they unite (laughs) behind it. But like in the short term, I don't know, man, like sure. Kevin Durant can go nuts in the playoffs because he's that good. But it's like, I agree with you. It it just, it doesn't feel like it's going to matter in the short term in general, man. It's, (laughs) It does, even when the Warriors lose, it makes you at least appreciate like the baseline thing that the Warriors have built. Yeah, they did. Culture, cu- culture. Um, one God, I, didn't want, I did not want to be on here just <laughs> bragging about culture. That's uh, but whatever. The West Coast Miami Heat, baby. I I, I think the last thing I, I want to point out is it's it, it is funny to me that that LeBron and KD, who the two, not technically the two top vote getters, they're just the top vote getters in their respective conferences. They're in similar situations where they just seem to always be in dramatic, just, just, I, I don't know how to explain it. Just really dramatic, like almost uh, situations where I just don't know, like, how is this healthy? How is any of this healthy? Like, we don't even, we didn't even get to make fun of the Lakers because the Nets are such a shit show. They've lost 10 in a row. Like, I, you've got two of the guys who are essentially the top two out of three best players in the last decade. And that's how much of a mess these guys are in. It just, it's it just yeah <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense man we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To the goons. I think we got to get the callers on here to get the the segment moving forward. It's going to come together. We got Ryan here. He's a power hitter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here we go. There we go. Oh, God. Uh, Where do I start with that game? Uh, We're tiny. Uh, Bielitsa looks like his back is still broken, but I don't know if that's an excuse because I looked before the injury. Um, Robin Lopez is looking like – I'm thirsting for Robin Lopez. That's her right now. (laughs) I'm thirsting for the hookshot merchant himself. Um, oh, Lord. 
Yeah, it's just the baby hook is nice. It is. He, he you know, a quick, quick one touch in the post, little, little yeah. four foot hook. It's money. It's Steve, money. Steve Kerr is gonna drop an after timeout for him. That's all I'm scared of. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, uh, it's just one of those games where it feels like 2020 again. It still doesn't beat the Kiefer Skies closeout game, but it's right up there with the Kiefer Skies game, and it's just like. We're going to hear the same talking points after Wiseman's going to help. But is he going to help? Like, the dude averaged five rebounds a game last year in 22 minutes. Is he going to help this rebounding thing? I don't think he is. It's just like we keep going back to it and we're not, and we keep ignoring the problem. They're going to practically hand Wiseman backup center minutes for absolutely no reason because Bielitz is practically unplayable. It's falling to a point where it's like we sort of have to play Wiseman because he's seven foot and that's going to look. Awful. And by the way, um, James Harden is such a um, such a locker room issue that Patty Mills got annoyed. Patty Mills. So this is on James Harden. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, so so this is what I want to know. Your your team Harden's fault, not Kyrie's fault. Yeah, dude. If this is the second time he's hey. fattened out of shape to begin the season, <laughs> whining about spacing, whining about everything. It's like go play basketball, dude. You're doing the same shit. You're not playing half the games because you're whining for half the games. <laughs> all, all, I'm sa- all, all I'm saying is if he can score 30 with 30% body fat, more power to him. Appreciate <laughs> you, right? He's Bielitsa shape. <laughs> Bielitsa didn't average 36 a game. In <laughs> didn't FIBA. Didn't FIBA. <laughs> I appreciate it, Ryan. Oh, he's Maybe that's how we should go. I gotta ask everyone: Are you Team Kyrie or are you Team Harden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we keep moving forward. Um, you know what? Like I, one thing Ryan said, I want to touch on this before I move forward. Uh, okay, Wiseman's gonna get minutes, but like, what matters is uh, Looney and Draymond playing better. Uh, Draymond didn't play tonight. Looney. Looney looks like he needs the All Star. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's he's only playing because I think he's must be written in the contract somewhere where Joe gives. He's him trying a to get million. that. Million. He's trying yeah, to get that right too. He trying gets to get a couple million bonus. <laughs> I feel for him. Yeah, he looks a little slow. Oh, uh, we got a guy. No cap. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Can you hear me? That's good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey. Um, okay. Um, I don't think we're gonna beat the Bucks. I don't think we're gonna beat the Suns. Um. I really don't even think in a series a fully healthy Bulls team. I don't think think we'll beat, and I don't think we'll beat Miami to be honest in a series. Um, the bench is full of none but minimum guys. Uh, Otto Porter can't play back to backs. Uh, Bielisa looks absolutely horrible, and you got Wiggins making thirty million dollars when he's a twelve million dollar player. You need to trade Wiggins and get bench depth. Steph is thirty three. Cliff, you can see it in this game. He's totally declining, and it happens. It happens earlier to some players than it does others. Um, but seriously, um, with this bitch, and uh, we're not winning the chip. I'm gonna be honest. That's okay. I appreciate the call. All right, we got we got two. Andy, I got two questions for you. Okay, Whew. so one: Are yeah. you concerned about the Phoenix Suns? Hey, look, the Phoenix Suns just blew out the Bucks tonight, and I only watched parts of that game, and it looked incredible. If I, I would be lying to you if I say I wasn't concerned, but I'm not. I wouldn't say the Warriors have no chance to win a title. I, I still think the Warriors are a better team than Phoenix. Here's where I'm at. I'm at I, let me just lay this out for you. You disagree? I think the Warriors match up well with the Suns if the Warriors are healthy. Y- yes, um, yes, Sam. Yes, we are going to go with that. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Well, well yes. here's what I'm saying. It's the Milwaukee Bucks and, quite frankly, probably the Philadelphia 76ers. Sixers? Well, I don't know what they're going to look like, but I do know Embiid's a problem. They're going to be good. So, 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 like, so, like, the question is, do they have the front court guys to match the Eastern Conference teams, right? For me, for me, I know Draymond can match DeAndre Ayton if he's healthy. If Draymond's not healthy, yeah, I, I they're not. They I, might I not make it past I, the second round. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. I just don't know what else you do. But like, if Draymond and Looney are healthy, I feel pretty good about their chances against the Phoenix Suns. 
for for me, it's like, um, should they have made a move in context of who you might face in the finals? I, there was no move that they could have made that, you know what I mean? Like the, this was always well, going to be the team. Uh, yeah. Can I go? Can I go? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The move would have been about trading Wiseman aggressively and basically taking the risk that he might be that dude in three years. You know what I'm saying? Like you move him for you move him plus something else, plus a pick for miles Turner, aggressive price point. But miles Turner is more likely to be impactful in a final series in 2022 than what you got. Right. Like to me, that was the question and I get not doing it, but like, you you make that move because you think that little upgrade is going to be what you need to get over Giannis. Yeah, that okay. Yeah, that's fair. I can't argue against that. I I I also I also believe this team right now is good enough. And and the thing is, like, yes, every team has to be healthy if they want to win a championship. So it's I'm assuming that they're healthy, and I think they're good enough to get to the finals. And once you get to the finals, like Toronto, you saw Toronto a couple of years ago. You saw Milwaukee. You just got to get there, man. Anything is possible once you get there. And the thing is, the crazy part is uh, the Eastern Conference has some really good basketball teams. The Western Conference, two, two and a half? Yeah. The West is low-key kind of weak. I mean, yeah, Mem- right? Memphis, is, Memphis is nice. Um, but, they, but they're like Cleveland, you know? They're like an up-and-coming, like I don't. Phoenix is nice. Yes, yes. I mean, that's it. That's it, <laughs> that's though. It. You know? That's it. Laker. <laughs> shout out Sorry. my guy. Shout out my guy Polinka finally fighting back at clutch. <laughs> I uh, I was I was thinking maybe if if uh, anyway let's let's get the next. Yes. Guy. Yo yo yo. Aaron, what's up? Can you what's guys? Up, we can hear you. Okay, sweet sweet. Okay. So I have a question for you guys. From the way it looks like in the Western Conference, from what we see on the four and five seed, that may interchange between Dallas and Utah, respectively. I don't think Utah will jump in and, and pass Memphis. Neither do I believe Dallas will go get too low. Anyways, you get the point. My question for you guys is, who do you think is going to win that series? Briefly, if so, why? And then, assuming we take care of our first-round matchup, how would we match up against the winner of the 4-5 seed? The Dallas made just their move right now with Spencer. We haven't played against them. Probably won't without Chris Dodd. I appreciate the call. Uh, one thing I'll note is I don't think the Warriors could get the one seed. So I don't know if Andy agrees with me, but like yeah. Phoenix is gaining separation. I think the Warriors are on a crash course for Memphis in round two. Yep. So I don't know if it really matters too much. Like I, I, I don't. Do you feel like Dallas or Utah are scary? Uh, no, no. I think I think it's a six gamer. I think we're going to be annoyed because the Warriors are running too much motion offense, and then they'll win. <laughs> they'll they'll win in a couple games. I um. Dallas is funny. I don't know what's going on there. It seems like they double down on the, uh, the let's just get more ball handlers and shooting and, and less actual defense. But I, you know, I, I will say Steph had 35 tonight, but, but didn't play that great. Right. I, you know, they're going to need him to, to play. They're going to need him to be the best player on the floor to win most of these series. So, I mean, I'll say that it's not really, con- I don't know. Is that a concern troll, Sam? Five sixteen from three. And I thought he was okay. It's a serious concern troll. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sure. serious. Um, I don't know. I, I the Warriors. He, here's where I'm at. If they come out of the All Star break looking this lethargic with Draymond and Looney, right. I'll be concerned. Right okay. now, I'm not particularly concerned. Yes. Yes. Agreed. All right. Let's get Larry up here. Larry, what's up, man? Sorry about that. It went mute on me. Um, Not a concern. Yeah, I'm just a little concerned uh, about the lack of a big man. I, we are continuing to – we get what gave him 10 or 12 extra possessions. No wonder we look gas on defense in the, in the late part of the game. Um, and, you know, Mitchell Robinson isn't that good. He just is that tall. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm stunned we didn't try to do something to get a big man on the other side of it. Because, uh, you know, in my view, as I'm looking at this, we're playing better. We've got a better record. But we've got the same type of team we had last year that is not a final two team right now. This is my opinion. Kuminga in the fi- in the finals will not be able to give the same kind of effort he gave tonight and, and that contribution because the refs won't let him. You know, the game changes. It slows down in the playoffs and rookies get called with more fouls. Uh, you know, I wish that weren't the case, but that's what we're looking at in the NBA. So I'd really like to see him do something. We have to do something at the buyout, but who do we cut? You know, if you cut a mid-level exception like uh, Belly, I mean, at that point, what do we do next year? Because nobody will want to come here uh, under the MLE. So we've got some hard decisions to make. I think we have some fatal flaws from a championship um, uh, you know, perspective. And I just hope we can come through it. I mean, I agree with you guys, Wiseman, maybe two to three years away. But by that time, is Steph going to have anything left? You know? Okay. And that's it. And I appreciate everybody. I I love listening to you guys and uh, hope I'm wrong. (laughs) Appreciate you, Larry. That's that is a fair point. Love that call. Love that. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, he, he makes this one point. I, I think it's a two, two points I want to talk about. Kaminga in the postseason in, in the biggest games. Is he going to be able to play? Um, is he going to be able to stay on the floor? It's a good question. I, I don't know, but I, but I do know this. I, I, I know that JTA and, and Bielitsa aren't going to be able to, and, and David Lee are going to be able to. So it just might be who they have to throw out there, right? But, but, you know, they also are most likely going to rely on Otto Porter and Andre Godala. And I think those guys are, are probably a little bit more, hey, you know, those guys can be on the floor. Do you agree with that, Sam? Like those guys are probably going to be taking the bulk of those minutes when, when, when it actually matters. No, I agree with you. Um, the, the real question is, when Looney gets a week off, the the man is the hardest working man in sports right now. And Draymond comes back. Does that alleviate some of their big man issues, or are they still this fatally flawed inside? Well, well for he, the first part for the first part of the season, they seem like they get hang with it. But you and I both know the regular season, the playoffs are not the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just got to get to the postseason, though, right? It feels like, like let, let's say Robin Lopez. They get someone like Robin Lopez. Once it gets to the postseason, it's like an Andrew Bogut situation, a Zaza situation. Those guys aren't gonna play. Those guys aren't gonna play much. I guess what's interesting too, minor, minor question that he had. But if they do end up getting a guy in the buyout market, let's say they do, who do they cut? Yeah, I mean, you brought it up, and um, Larry just brought it up. Yeah, it's cold to cut Belly. When you decide uh, yeah. him. Right. Right. It's tough. It's a tough move, you know, and you don't want to cut Juan. Um, not even just because of the local reasons, but like it's just useful to have an extra wing on the bench. Like right. you you can say what you want about him, but like you can I can envision a game where you throw Juan in there and he changes the energy flow of the game, right? Like you always want more guys like that on the bench. So I don't know. It's uh it's tough. I th- I think they'd cut Bielitsa. I think they'll cut. I think they'd cut him. I, but it's tough, right? I think Slater brought this up in a pod too. I think it's they signed him as a guy that wanted to chase chase a ring. A little. Like he was the guy that they signed with the vet men, and you're gonna do the same thing next season. And and you know vets are gonna say, well, they cut him midway, and you know kind of it's kind of tough. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd probably it's probably Belly. He's probably the guy that deserves to be cut right now. But we'll see. I see movie. Omar, what's up, my man? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. So um, I have a little bit of a complaint, but before I get to that, I just wanted to appreciate how good Kamingo was today. Um, yes. You guys touched on it a little bit. Like, it was honestly very fun to watch. He's doing DHOs now. He's screening. He's rolling hard. Um, like, he had that pass to Clay when he was cutting, and it's all so much more advanced than I was expecting, which, you know, I, that, I'm optimistic about that because that tells me how wrong I was about this particular prospect. But it brings me to the other issue, which is, you know, we've, it's, we've talked about it. No backup big is a problem. Belly, you know, was rushed off of an injury. Looney's Looney. And, you know, we're, we're waiting on a prayer with Draymond, basically. And I disagree with you guys. Like, I don't see it as such a binary where it's we need 
we it's either that we have Draymond or we don't. He's coming back from a back injury that's all sorts of murky. The place where I get concerned is if he has to miss a game or two in a series and we're running out the shit that we ran out today, what does that mean? And in that case, is the gambit worth it? And to me, you know, it doesn't feel like it. And it puts us in the position of relying on Wiseman, who I'm going to say I was wrong on Kaminga. I'll be hopeful on Wiseman, but let's be real. He was one of the worst players in the association last year. No disrespect. He just was not good. And that I'm not trying to hate on him, but that puts a lot of pressure on him. And we're just the team now where everything kind of has to go incredibly perfectly well. And I would have liked them to trade, even if you're not trading Wiseman, trade one of the minimums. You know, I love Belly. I love JTA. I love Lee. All these guys are great. We have a great 15-man roster. But if you're carrying three rookies, like, there's a cap on the amount of roster spaces you have for a reason. I'm trying to win a title. Like, I'm not on that sentimentality stuff right now. Love Juan, the town. But I would have liked them to let one of them go. And it's just tough right now because we're, we're in a very leveraged situation. Yeah, well, I mean, Omar, I, I agree with you. It's well, so so here. Well, appreciate the call. Let's let's uh, let's back it up real quick. They, they didn't make a move. They did not make a move. It feels like a huge gamble. Maybe by next week they'll get a buyout big. Maybe maybe they'll get Robin Lopez. Like it seems like Robin Lopez and Tristan Thompson are the two most likely buyout candidates for big men. So we'll see. Enos Cantor. <laughs> From the chat, by the way. No, it was not my idea. From the chat. I mean, okay, yes, he will get bought out. But like, not, <laughs> he's not a serious consideration. I saw, I saw somebody say maybe he can go play in China, and I honestly, I didn't stop laughing. I didn't stop laughing. <laughs> anyway, keep going. I just ruined your point there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a hard time refocusing. <laughs> but, um... Um, anyway, back to the point. Um, it is true. Like the Warriors made a serious gamble to play small most of the year. It's generated a ton of wins. And now you, you have two ways to look at what's going on right now. Way one is they're all worn out and their bodies are broken. And this mm. is why you don't play small this much. Way uh-huh. two is Draymond will be back. And they're a week away from the all-star game and everyone's kind of playing lazy and give them a week off and they're going to be fine going into the second half of the year. And I just don't know where I land on this. Like I wanted them to make an upgrade, but I don't know if I think it's as dire as that. Like I wanted them to make an upgrade that mattered in terms of pursuing in, in like terms of mile, postseason. Yeah. In terms of like a Miles Turner type of thing. Like I don't know how much it would have mattered for the, it matters for them to add a um let's just say a big who Steve Kerr is gonna play eight to ten minutes a game in the playoffs. It like I, I'm with you. I, I think I'm less concerned because I think in a real game Belly's not playing tonight. In a real like in a real game dream in a like postseason round one against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Belly's not playing. Actually, you know what? Knowing Steve, he might. But like, when it really, 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 really matters, Draymond's going to be out there. And I just think a lot of the issues don't. A lot of these issues kind of just don't matter. And I'm with you in that this was a second end of a back-to-back. They just got off a nine-game win streak. And they still haven't had the All-Star break come up yet, right? So it's like a lot of this stuff is is very much middle of the season type of 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 fatigue. And we saw this as Warriors fans. We saw this for five straight years, four straight years. We saw them go through this. So this is nothing new. Um, I just think it's when you're not a title favorite, which is what we've, we're used to seeing, I think you just get a little bit more stressed out because I think the Warriors right now are probably, what, third or fourth favorite to win the title? They're, they're certainly not the best, right? It's probably Phoenix and then Milwaukee. So, so I think like that's where the stress comes in. But I don't, like you said, though, there's really nothing out there within reason that they could have gotten. I think that that makes this team that much better. And I think the well, only yeah. thing that you think about is, is that buyout market. Yeah. Well, I think it, the only thing that would have made a difference is if they were willing to trade Wiseman and kind of go more aggressive and they've made it clear, very clear to do that. So if it so doesn't we don't talk work, about it, we stopped, we stopped talking about it. 
Well, all I'm saying is like, yeah, if, if, if that's the parameters, they better be right. Because if they're not, then we can have a conversation in the off season that, you know, they, they threw a season away, but like, to me, that's kind of, you know, no one wants to talk about it, but like, that's a third rail of the, the whole discussion, which is their only avenue to improve the team in a way that matters would have meant trading the number two pick of the 2020 draft. And Maybe they should have, maybe they shouldn't have, but like, we'll see right now, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Carry me. Hey fellas. So, all right. I'll start here. Uh Oh, I'm not, I'm not team Harden and I'm damn sure (laughs) not team Kyrie. (laughs) He's got a lot of nerve going at Harden. Like, hold up, homie. You ain't even get vaccinated. So miss me with that. So, but on to this game. Yes, I'm mad that they lost. And I'm not so high up on Kaminga just yet because there were moments in there that I'm like, first of all, how are you looking off Curry? You don't do that. You will get a talking to. (laughs) So, but I think I'll focus a little bit more on All-Star Wiggins because he had a quiet 15 and seven rebounds. I needed a little bit more out of him that I think would have propelled us over and kind of just seal this win. So, you know, but thank you guys. Love you. Appreciate you, Cameron. God, the By the way, Kuminga sitting at the podium with the Yankee hat. Oh, Lord. Appreciate it. Did you, uh, her point on Wiggins, I thought uh, interesting because he made a big shot down the stretch. I don't know if he's scared to shoot or he's just, they've got three guys who handle the ball. They've got Steph, they got clay and they got pool. And, and those guys are going to be the guys that are going to shoot the shots. And I think Wiggins is in that Harry B role where it's pretty difficult where it's, he's not going to dribble. He's not going to force the ball up, but sometimes he's going to get the ball and he's going to have to shoot it. And it's like, oh, he hasn't shot for three minutes and it's kind of tough on him. So I'm not excusing Wiggins or anything. Cause they've, you know, but, it's he's in a tough situation in that type of closing lineup. I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are. Sam. I'm I'm not critical of Wiggins in this game, particularly like I thought Steph and Clay had more than enough opportunities to close the yeah. game. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if I have a critique about this game, it's no one rebounded the ball and the Knicks <laughs> were in the game when they had no business being in the game. Right. For most of the game. So. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting how Wiggins responds to being in the quote unquote Harry B role in the playoffs because it's not easy to it be is the not. dude who doesn't touch the ball and it's just like, oh, kick out to you, sink it, bro. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I know. You, you better do it now. You know, it's, it's like yeah. Andy Lou in every tournament every weekend. It's just <laughs> it's it's a thankless job. It's a thankless <laughs> job. Just fucking sinking from the corner, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I kind of feel bad. And again, he made a big shot. We've seen him brick shots, right? I, against Memphis, we saw him in the playing game just shoot one off the other side of the backboard. But it is hard. It is it is hard. But you're right. The rebounding was just. I mean, that was just atrocious. Maybe, like maybe he should get more boards. More, you know I just feel like this. Yes, yes, he should. But yeah, I just feel like that's boards. that's more controllable than like you know the other stuff. Yeah. All right, yeah. couple more callers. Get to Adam. Adam, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, uh, it's funny what you guys said about Bismack Biombo. I remember being at a Knicks-Orlando game four years ago, and, and Biombo was literally a cadaver out there. Him and Alfred Payton, <laughs> that team did not – They were just terrible. So for whatever you want to say about Chris Paul, for him to be able to resurrect a player like that is crazy to me. Um, number two, um, I, I don't have as big of a concerns on – on the front court players as you guys do. Um, I think everything has to be thought about in the scope of, of the postseason. And in the postseason, you know, Warriors, they, they, they impress their will on the opponents. And if, if you're looking for eight to 10 minutes in the postseason, that can be filled by almost anybody. I'm more concerned with, with, uh, with pool and, having to give even a few minutes to Chioza as backup point guard minutes. Um, I, I, that's, that's why I, I thought somebody like Eric Gordon would have been perfect um, for, for the Warriors. A 45% three-point shooter, a guy that can kind of take 10, 10, 15 minutes as, you know, handle the ball, 
competently um, run your offense, drive drive the ball, and can also be at times a lockdown uh, defender on the perimeter. I think I think Garrett Gordon probably could have helped the Suns too. They they uh they they chose to go with Torrey Craig, which is going to be a nothing for them. Um, <laughs> but uh, and lastly, on on kind of the I apologize for going a little bit long um, on the on the Sixers. Sixers uh, Nets thing, I think it's bad for both of them, but I think it's it's disastrous for the Nets. This is this is their third, you know, the, this is going to be a, a third year of just a failure of that experiment since uh, since since Kyrie got there. I don't think the people aren't saying this. The Nets the Nets have a have a high likelihood of not even making the playoffs. Twenty eight games left. <laughs> you got two weeks. You got two weeks without with where Ben Simmons isn't even going to play. Probably Kyrie Irving is only going to play half those games. You know, Kevin Durant's probably out another six weeks. He's only going to be back for the last you know eight nine games of the season. They've lost ten in a row. They're only a game and a half up on 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 Ooh. Charlotte. The two and a half up on on Atlanta. That's been seven and three. You know, they they think about it. A team that that makes this move and they don't even make the playoffs. Then Kyrie Irving has a player option next year. Kyrie Irving, if there's any player that he doesn't care about money, it's him. You know, he, he you know who knows what he'll want to do after the season. <laughs> who knows what the Nets will want to do? They want to do they want to commit two hundred million plus to Kyrie Irving? It's they're in a terrible situation. So they're they're in a terrible situation from the from the from the get go. The you know the the Sixers are a little bit different. This this year is going to be disappointing. They're going to, they're going to lose in the second round to Milwaukee or Miami. Next year is just going to be bad, and then the third year is going to be disastrous. You know, like you're going to be paying. You know, they already have a handshake deal probably for an extension with Harden. Oh, they're going to give him sixty two million when he's thirty eight years old. Like Harden. Harden at, at 2016, 2017 Harden would have the been cheese stick, the cheesesteak god, my guy. Yeah, like he's not going to lose 10, 15 pounds and, and get regain a kind of a quick first step. And his his three point shooting has been been off the last three years. Like he is not a the, the reason he left the Nets is because, you know, he wanted to cede all of that pressure. You know, he wanted to be a second or third option. You know, people, you know, he's not selfish. He knows he can't be that player in Houston. He can't drag. A, a terrible team to a 41 and 41 record. He can't drag a good team to a 50 win season. He's not that player anymore. And so there's going to, you know, th- this is the honeymoon period, but both those situations are going to be really bad. It's just the net situation is going to be even worse. The Nets, they, they have an issue of kind of a personality paralysis. They got three passive aggressive players. They had with Harden, Kyrie and, and, and Durant. They had, they just, they just switched out, you know, um, Harden for, for Ben Simmons, like Ben Simmons isn't going to be any different in, and for the Nets and, and Ben Simmons at his best is a 15, seven and seven player. So even with a better defense, you know, he, he's, he's not going to make a huge difference there. And so it's, it's just, it's all the way bad. I apologize for taking up so much time. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. Adam, I appreciate it. That was, that was an amazing call. Wind them up and let them go. I feel like we got some great ones today. That's some, some, yeah, I, I don't. You know what? Someone, someone in the chat goes, "This guy's going dark." Not dark for me. I'm not that <laughs> I was born in it, <laughs> says Sam. <laughs> that's not my. That's not my problem. Oh man. Uh, well, yeah, we're gonna end on our guy, Ricky Garcia. Hey, what's up, guys? Ricky what's up, G? Man? All Respect. right. <laughs> All right. Um. So. I, I was going to bring up um, Mr. Um, Freedom before um, you guys saw that in the chat. Um, We're so, not talking about Enos Cantor coming to the Warriors. Come on. But <laughs> if, if we were that desperate, you think Steve we're would not. be able to tolerate him? Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, because he's <laughs> – I they would play Gary Payton the second at center <laughs> before – like eight, from a from a skill set standpoint, he does not have more or less warrior from, skills. From a as a person standpoint, he is definitely not going to be on this team. I, I, it's it's not even that. It's like <laughs> this team values defense and versatility. He plays no defense. He is one of the least versatile players in the NBA. Like. He can't move. He can't do anything. He can score in the post. That's about it. So, like, just 
it's not happening. We're not even going to concern troll it as a possibility. <laughs> but anyway, Ricky, keep going. Ricky, Ricky, yeah. So I, I also do have another question. You know, I think like the mainstream ideas we brought up for like buyout candidates, you know, like that. Oh, I was about to um like Robin Thompson. Lopez. I was about, Thompson, yeah, yeah, Robin Lopez. I was about to say Thaddeus Young before I, before I remembered he got traded. But um, how about a guy like, you know, Moses Brown was waived from Dallas today. I mean, I'm kind of biased toward him. But, you know, are there any kind of like, you know, under the radar big men we haven't discussed? I well to that Moses Ground point I saw it in the chat. I, the Warriors aren't picking up projects. They, they've already got one. <laughs> He's hurt right now. Um, I think the only guy, the only people they look at, they pick up who's a vet that they think they could just put in and play ten minutes and know the system. Um, I, and is smart. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with Andy on this one. It's not yeah. that like I actually think Moses Brown is an interesting player. I got my hipster beer sure. and, and flannel out right now, <laughs> <laughs> but like. From from perspective, like they're already giving way too many roster spots to guys like that right now. Um, the only players they would consider making moves on are vets who can potentially contribute in some capacity. So it's like Robin Lopez. If he's if he's legitimately available, that's interesting, right? Like, is Robin Lopez swinging the title? No, I mean, probably not. Hey, like, if he keeps Trayvon healthy, then yes, right? But if, but if he's, but he is a veteran who they could potentially use. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna I end think, it uh, there. Yep. Disgusting game against the Knicks, but <laughs> let's laugh at the Nets later, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.